You're listening to episode number 30 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Today's topic might make a lot of you squirm and just feel uncomfortable, straight up. (laughs) Who out there is a notorious people pleaser? And the thought of saying the word no makes you want to hide under the covers and shut all up the lights, right? Anyone? I know my hand is mega raised. (laughs) We thought so. So in an attempt to please everyone and never make anyone feel bad or uncomfortable, we say yes to everything, oftentimes at the expense of our business, at the expense of our friends and family, and at the expense of, honestly, guys, our life. Listen, when we say yes to everything, that oftentimes means that we're saying no to something, right? So whether it's a client who you know doesn't 100% fit with your business, but you need that money, you're saying no to peace of mind in the future. If you're saying yes to a business opportunity that looks flashy in the moment, you're saying no to time spent with family later. A lot of people know they need to say no more often, but few know where even to start. And one of the most common questions that Evie and I get asked is how we say no to clients that aren't the right fit and opportunities that we don't want to do or collaborations that just give us a gut check of, "Mm, nope, this isn't the right fit. So we got you on today's episode. We dive into all those answers. Just know that no is not a dirty word. It's a word that when utilized well, brings so much peace and freedom to your life and business. So keep listening to find out how to tackle the scary word of no. All right, let's do this. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of The Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Let me guess, saying no is hard as heck for you. Guys, trust us, we get it. As an entrepreneur, there are two situations specifically that you're probably struggling with in saying no to certain people. So situation number one is a client reaches out wanting to work with you and you know that it's probably not the right fit. And you're like, how the heck do I say no? And then number two is gonna be an industry peer reaches out to you about a business opportunity. So those are the two areas that you are probably struggling with. Right. So oftentimes we're struggling with those two areas of saying no, but let's back up for a second. Why is saying no so important? Why why do we need to say no when we know it's not the right fit for us? Um, A great example is the movie Yes Man by or with Jim Carrey. Have you ever seen that? Um, If you haven't, I'm not going to give the entire thing away, but I'll just give you a spark note so that it does not go well for him. Um, He says yes to absolutely everything, does not say no to anything. And it, yeah, it, it pretty much um, makes his life awful. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that's a perfect example. I haven't seen that movie, but I, I don't, I am awful with movies in general. Lindsay always mocks me. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but the, the reason that saying no is so important is because we need to learn 
to set boundaries in our life. And that, by saying no, we are setting boundaries. We're we're putting our priorities where they need to be, our own rest, our health, our family, whatever that is. And learning to actually say no and to say it well will completely change our lives and get us out of that miserable life situation like Jim Carrey experiences in the movie um, because we've set up the priorities, number one, and the boundaries, number two. Well, and yeah, with with priorities, like when you give your full energy to one thing, you do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, I did drama in high school and my drama teacher always would say, keep the main thing, the main thing. Cause when your priorities are split and you're going in a bunch of different directions, or you're just saying yes to every single thing, then you aren't for- focused, you aren't organized and you don't have those priorities to keep the main thing, the main thing in your life or your business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the bottom line guys is when you say yes you're also saying no. That's the one thing you have to keep in mind in this area. So when you are saying yes to something, who or what are you saying no to as a response to that? Is Mm -hmm. it your rest? Is it your family? Is it growing your own business? Like, What are you putting aside and deprioritizing in order to say yes to that one situation or person? That's so good, Ev. Mm, No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in today's episode, we're kind of going to break this down into two main parts. The first part is how to know if something is the right fit for you, whether it should be a yes or no to begin with. And then the second part we kind of want to talk about is if it is a no, how to actually say that no, like the practical tips and tricks of what to say when it's a tricky situation to say no. So the first part is how to know if it's the right fit. Um, a few tips for that is if something, an opportunity falls into your lap or, or email is gets in your inbox or something happens where you are presented with an opportunity or a client or something, the first thing to check is when you read it or when you get that Im- information, does your soul come alive? Like think about you doing that thing whether it's a a client or an opportunity, whatever, does your soul come alive? Or do you have that immediate dread of like, oh, this? So that's the first thing. Yeah. The second one is very, very similar. It's the immediate yes reaction. So not only does your soul come alive, but your first reaction to reading that is, oh, yes, hell yes. And if it's a hell yes, in our lives, we're learning to really implement this. If it's a hell yes, it is a yes. If it's a maybe, it automatically gets shifted to the no category. So if we're hesitating, if we're not really sure, if we're like, oh, maybe we want to do this, maybe this is the right fit, maybe this is a good opportunity, it instantly becomes a no. It needs to have that immediate yes reaction from us. Mm, yeah. Um, the next thing to think about when you are presented with something, a client or an opportunity, does it fit with your brand identity and your mission? Does doing this thing, whether it's an opportunity or accepting a certain client or booking or whatever, does that help you get towards your ultimate goal and top priority? So what is your ultimate goal? Um, if you are a photographer, is your goal to serve people and love people and like does that fall in line with what you're being offered or or a client that's coming your way? Um, just think about where your business is going, where your life is headed, and does this opportunity fall in line with that? Yeah. Yeah. It, essentially, just making sure you know that, that the opportunity you're going to line up and say yes with matches your core beliefs, your vision for yourself, for your business. And as a service-based business, if that's what you are in, does it line up with the service and the the value and the energy and attention that you want to give to your clients? So checking with that. And then secondly, 
we believe, I think this was from Jordan, Jordan Dooley. Um, she said, how will you feel about that? Yes. If you say yes to an opportunity or to a client in 10 minutes, in 10 months, and in 10 years. So kind of stay, taking a step back from the the situation right in that moment of ah, yes or no, yes or no, I don't know, I don't know. Um, and, and just looking at it from a bird's eye perspective of what do I think I'll feel about saying yes in 10 minutes or 10 months down the road or 10 years down the road? Will this actually be something I'm glad I said yes to in 10 years? And if not, does it really need my time and attention right now? Yeah, because I think a lot of times if we are guilted into something, we're going to feel really great in 10 minutes because we're going to be like, oh, they're happy. I said yes. I appeased them. Everyone's mm-hmm. pleased with me. Whereas in 10 months, you might be annoyed that you're having to then do the actual work to do whatever it is you said yes to. Mm-hmm. And then in 10 years, is that choice going to really matter? So I love breaking that down. And I'm, I think you're right. We got that from Jordan. <laughs> so it. want to credit her where credit is due. <laughs> um, the last thing with how to know if it's a right fit is do you actually want to do this or are you just worried about letting someone down? Are you saying yes out of guilt or do you feel like you are pressured to say yes because you don't want to make someone unhappy or mad at you? And so the fear of letting people down, that has got to stop. Oh yeah. Um, Cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Cut it out because uh, I just, I have so many thoughts on that. Just like, don't live your life out of fear of what people are going to Mm -hmm. say or living for just that fear and guilt of what other people will say. Because when you set boundaries and be true to who you are and set that up, you're going to thrive and you're going to be blessed in your life from that. And because your priorities will be in line, you're not living your life for every single person that is wanting something from you. Mm-hmm. You're you're setting those boundaries, kind of like we talked at the, about at the beginning of the episode, you're setting those up and you're not, you're not living out of a fear mindset. You're living out of an abundance mindset of mm-hmm. saying, hey, like the word no is abundant. It doesn't seem like it is, but by saying no, you're saying yes to the things that are on your plate that are a priority. That like your family, your time together, you're saying no to maybe speaking at this event, but it's because you want to spend that month or that weekend with your family. And Mm -hmm. so it's it's thinking of no to this, but yes to another thing and not living in that fear mindset of what will people think of me? What will they say about me. It's it's just getting over that fear and saying, nah, I'm not going to live out of that mindset. Yeah. And that's so important as entrepreneurs and business owners, especially as you continue to grow, there's going to be more and more demands on your time and your attention and your energy. And if you don't learn how to say no in the beginning stages or, you know, sooner rather than later, you're going to start having more and more demands on you and your time and if we don't start practicing saying no now and getting over and screwing that fear of what other people will think or how they will react, we're going to start really, really taking some bullets in our business and in our lives if we don't learn that earlier rather than later. So getting over that fear of man. And then finally, the the one other thing I want to say in this area is how to know if it's the right fit. Ask yourself the question when you're reviewing an opportunity, whether that's a client, an inquiry, um, a booking, uh, a sale, whatever, um, a business opportunity. Ask yourself the question, is this, am I the right fit for this opportunity and for this person? So Mm, I love that. Are you able to do the job? Sure, maybe, but are you the perfect fit? So almost a lot of the other questions are, 
are aligned with that. You know, if your soul comes alive, you're probably a great fit for that project. If it doesn't, you're probably not. So they all align, but that this just kind of simplifies it in asking yourself that question. And as photographers specifically, I want to touch on this because this is something I experienced as a photographer when I would turn away certain clients. It wasn't necessarily that they weren't the right fit for me. It was that I wasn't the right fit for them. And I always wanted to make sure that was the forefront of my mind. Am I going to be the perfect photographer for their wedding, for their elopement, for their engagement session? Am I the right fit for them? Is this, am I the perfect person who's going to provide the best service for them imaginable? And sometimes I had to take and swallow a good humble pill because no, I wasn't the right fit for that project. Could I do it? Sure. Was I the perfect person? No. And so learning that distinction, whether you're a photographer or any other type of business owner or whatever, learning to analyze objectively, am I the perfect person for this project? Yes or no. And I think going from that, Evie, that's such a beautiful mindset shift because I think almost all the other points were thinking about you almost in a selfish mindset of like, well, am I, do I come alive? Do I love this? Is this going to be a good goal for me? But that's almost the most important one is like flipping the switch and thinking of it from a selfless perspective of, hey, I might not be the right person for that that mm-hmm. event or that client or whatever. Um, and I think that's so important to remember. Um, maybe a good practical example just from our personal experience would be this is why we believe in niching down and going so niche, especially even in just like, so we're, we started as elopement photographers or wedding photographers, but even in that niche, we went even more specific and said, Hey, no, we are adventurous destination. Like we thrive in the outdoors. We thrive when the bride doesn't love her dress or doesn't mind her dress getting dirty or wants to run around and go hiking for their vows. Like that's who we serve best. And it's not, yes, we love the outdoors. Like, yes, we love those things, but it's, we create our absolute best work in that environment. So when a bride might reach out and say, hey, I'm planning this big affair and it's going to be really fancy and classic, I guess you could say. This is obviously just one example of many. Um, But when a bride does that, you can look at that and be like, am I the actual best fit? Because what I do and what I excel at and the experience that I give best actually doesn't really fit quite that well with what she's planning. Mm -hmm. And so being upfront about that and, and really putting that in the forefront of your mind and saying, Hey, am I the best fit for her? I'm probably not. She probably would be a lot better of a photographer. She would be better off with a photographer who like specializes in reception lighting. That's going to be perfect for her very fancy corporate, maybe not corporate, but her fancy classic wedding. Whereas we personally thrive more in the outdoors when like things are dirty and the hair is in their face. And so it's just being self-aware in that fact and actually putting other people first, which you don't really think about when you're saying no, because it feels like a selfish thing. Yeah. Yeah. So keeping that in the forefront of your mind, I think is just really helpful. I think that's the number one thing that I personally would really recommend people ask themselves first. And it ties in well with, you know, an immediate yes reaction, your soul coming alive. Like, you know, as creatives, especially when my soul comes alive, I do my best work. And so that's part of the reason if my soul doesn't come alive, I probably am going to say no because I'm not going to serve that client the best. Anyways, guys, that's just a few things that you can keep in mind asking yourself, how does this project check those boxes? Where does this, you know, 
measure up compared to all those questions you can ask yourself. So once you've established in your head, yes or no, this is or is not the right fit, if you want to say yes, it's probably pretty easy. Most people don't struggle with saying yes to things. But if you're struggling with saying no, we're about to dive into literally a list of very practical phrases and sentences that we have used, that we have seen other people use, just options of what you can say instead of just a simple like no, although that's viable several times. Um, We're going to give you some practical tools of what to say when you're wanting to say no. Yeah. All right. So the first one on how to actually say no is something like, I wish I had the capacity for this right now, but unfortunately with my current workload, I wouldn't be able to give it my 100%. And that's so valid, guys. Mm-hmm. By saying that, you're just saying, hey, it my schedule is packed right now and it truly isn't the best fit for this season. I don't want to overwork myself. But even in that, you, like that can be a sentence. Like You don't have to justify for any of these beyond this sentence, mm-hmm. um, which I think when saying no, we do a lot. We we do a lot of justifying our decisions and our choices, and we feel like we have to explain everything. But yeah. that in and of itself is just like, hey, right now is not the best time. My current workload is already enough, and it just doesn't fit with my schedule. Perfectly viable. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you 
you get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right. And then number two on this is going to be something along the lines of... Thanks so much for thinking of me. I truly wish I could say yes right now, but I'm learning how to say no in this season to give my full attention to my current projects as well as creating space for rest. I wish you all the best. And honestly, guys, that is such a great answer because it's being real and vulnerable and being like, I wish I could say yes. Thank you for thinking of me, but I'm learning to say no and I'm learning how to create more space for rest and give my full attention to what I have. So That is such a great answer. I've seen people answer that to me. I've answered that to other people. It's a raw and vulnerable. I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm struggling with this answer, but I have to say no. All right, the next response is in a situation where someone might reach out and want something from you, want you to do something, and it's just not the right fit either right now or at all. Um, Some examples of this one could be if somebody reaches out for wanting you to affiliate something or promote something or co-author a blog or even just wants to reach out to ask you out for coffee and and asks you a certain question on a certain topic. So this one is a really good response to that. Um, something like, thank you so much for reaching out. I know it can be hard to ask for support or help. So way to go for you. Unfortunately, I get so many requests of this nature that this is a commitment I can no longer make. Um, this m- resource might be useful for you though. And then you can insert the link and then say something like, best of luck, wishing you all the best. It can be super simple and it's remembering to be kind because oftentimes when people are reaching out for opportunities or they want you to do something, um, you want to honor that and you want to understand the fact that it might have taken a lot of guts to reach out to you. Um, but still being graceful in your answer while saying no, I think is so important. Heck yes. Okay. Next up we have, uh, something along the lines of, I'm so honored you thought of me for this project. I've thought long and hard about this, and while I'm so excited for what you're doing and would love to be a part of it, I don't have capacity for more right now. I'm cheering you on, though, and can't wait to see how this turns out. So something like this is usually a partnership or a collaboration or something where a friend, a coworker, a peer is asking you to work with them on something or an opportunity or whatever where you really want to give them the knowledge that you really have thought long and hard about their request, but you just don't think you have the capacity for more. So that's a simple, really powerful way that you can also turn down, especially industry peers or fellow business owners or um, somebody wanting to work with you on a certain project or somebody asking to be, you know, an intern, like whatever that is. These are just some great opportunities and answers that you can use in those situations. All right. The next one, these last few are very brief, but they get to the point. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes, guys, we often think these might be considered rude, but it's it's not rude if you're like, I want to just get this across. The word no needs to stop being synonymous with like the mindset of being rude. Mm-hmm. It's, it's setting boundaries. Um, so I just do want to say that. So the next one is thanks, but I can't right now. Best of luck. Yeah. Like very simple, <laughs> very clean. And 
you can saturate it with love however you say it and making sure that it, it does come across not rude. But at the end of the day, saying no does not mean that you're rude. It means that you have your priorities in line and that one doesn't fit with it. Yeah. And then along with that is simply no, thank you, or saying no, <laughs> just straight up. Um, careful with when and how you say no, thank you, or no. Um, just read your situation, read your audience, and make sure you're giving the the empathy and compassion needed for that certain situation. The one thing Lindsay and I really wanted to touch on in this area of, of ways to say no was we wanted to talk about being very, very careful with when you say no, but maybe later. Um, if you wanted to tell somebody, oh, thank you so much. I don't think I can handle it right now, but you know, feel free to reach back out or something like that. That can feel like such an easy and great way to cushion the blow of no. And we feel better about ourselves because we weren't just like, no, I'm sorry. Um, And we feel like the person will receive it better. But the reality is don't try to let them down easy and then they end up coming back because you told them to or gave them opportunity to, and you end up denying them or rejecting them multiple times because you really don't want to work with them or on that project or whatever. So don't say no, but maybe later, unless you truly mean that you want to work with them later, you just don't have capacity at that moment. Don't use that as an easy out. Don't use that as an excuse or a cushioned blow. If you don't have capacity or you're not interested, say it. And if you really want to work with them later, say that. But just be very careful to when and how you use that phrase. Yes. Okay. And all of these answers are really good for when people are reaching out and want something from you or presenting you with opportunities. Those, All of those work really, really well if, if it is a truly a no. Um, but this next one is a really great example of if a client has reached out to, to want to book with you, whether if you're a service-based industry, um, and you just have that gut feeling that it's you're not the best fit. Like we said before, you can feel the disconnection. You, you know that you're not the best person to serve them with. This is a really great answer. And obviously, tweak this phrase however you want um, to pre- represent your tone and your voice and make sure it's really authentic to who you are. Um, but Evie's going to read an example that we use um, if it's not the right fit for a service-based response. Yeah. So this is an email that Lindsay and I both usually roughly send um, to clients who are wanting to work with us. And we just know we are not the best person to serve them. And that's the thing you have to keep in mind when you're sending this type of no email. So something along the lines of, I am so beyond honored that you reached out to me and have given me so much time and excitement inquiring with me. I'm so passionate about giving every single one of my clients 100% of me and making sure I'm the perfect blank. And then you can fill that blank with the perfect photographer, the perfect coach, the perfect vendor, or whatever applies to you there. Um, Yeah, I'm so passionate about giving every single one of my clients 100% of me and making sure I'm the perfect blank for them. And like I stated in my first email, I am not the perfect fit for everyone. I absolutely love you guys and everything about you and your story and project. But after carefully thinking over this and looking at my current workload, I don't think I'm the perfect fit for you. This breaks my heart and I'm it's absolutely the least favorite part of my job, but I've learned that in order for you to get the best experience possible, I sometimes have to say no to get you with that perfect person. Here's a list of people I really think would be a perfect fit for your project. I'm here to make sure you get with the perfect person, so if I can help you find them, please let me know. I'm so excited for this project or wedding or event for you. 
I just wanted to touch on something in that little statement that Evie said is she doesn't, she didn't just like say, no, no thanks, leave him hanging. She said no. She explained why. She put the blame on her, not on them. It's not like, oh, you're not good enough for me. It's not that at all. But she, so she said no, very gently, very kind, explained why, put the blame on her, but then she didn't leave them hanging. She gave them multiple opportunities or multiple examples of here's other people that might be the perfect fit for you. That way you're still serving them. You're still being the best like service-based business that you can be, but you're you're leading them to the next step. You're not just dropping them and being like, no, nah, thanks. Yeah. And I, I literally, in that email, I always tell my clients, like in that last sentence, I'm here to make sure you get with the perfect person. So if I can help you find them, please let me know. And that's just another way that I'm continuing to show up and serve them to make sure they get with the right person. And I also wanted to touch on one other sentence in there where I said, and like I stated in my first email, I'm not the perfect fit for everyone. So we're not going to dive into client communication today uh, at all, (laughs) other than how to say no. Um, But Lindsay and I both, in our first initial response emails to any client, we state so clearly, we are not the photographers for everyone. Um, And we make sure we are stating clearly who we are, who we serve, what we're about. So that when these situations do come around and we realize, ah, breaks my heart, but I am not the perfect photographer for you, we're able to redirect them. And we've almost set that expectation from the very beginning that we are not always going to be the perfect photographer. And that's just the reality of it. So setting that expectation from the very beginning is so key. I will say this entire episode, if anybody is just starting their business, we didn't start out saying no. Like when you're first starting whatever business you're starting, you have to get clients in the door. And we we totally understand that. And so this isn't something that you would necessarily do if you're just first starting your business. Um, I do want to say that just because people might be like, oh, well, so I have to be selective from the get-go. No, this, this comes with knowing your brand and knowing your your business in and out and knowing the experience that you give and the experience that you don't. And when yeah. you first start your business, you don't necessarily know that. You almost have to do a bunch of different types of projects in order to figure that out mm-hmm. um, and really hone in on who you are and what you serve and who you don't. Um, so I just, I did want to preface that just in case anybody's just starting and they're like, oh no, I have to say no to everything. It's like, no, this comes with time. Yeah. And guys, if you want to go back and, and look at some of those answers, begin to utilize them, tweak them, um, in your own responses and in your own businesses, those will be in the show notes, all fully typed out just the way that we said them. Um, if you want to go begin to utilize that, but we get asked this question so often. I think every single time I've ever done a Q&A on anything, at a workshop, on my Instagram, on a live, whatever, I get asked the question of how do you say no to a client that you know isn't the right fit? And so we hope this was a good breakdown of why it's so important. You need to create those boundaries for yourself. You need to put your priority where you want it to be in your business and in your life. And you have to recognize that when you are saying yes to one thing, you are saying no to at least one more, if not more than one other thing. So learning to say no to certain things instead of just saying yes to everything and by default saying no to others is so key in this. And then we hope the breakdown of 
kind of the mindset and questions to ask yourself when you do get an inquiry, whether um, it's from a client or for a project or a collaboration or an opportunity. The breakdown of of how to approach that and figure out if it is the right fit. That we hope was super helpful. Asking if your soul comes alive. If uh, if it's an immediate yes, then it's a yes. If it's a maybe, then it's automatically a no. Um, asking if it fits with your brand identity, your mission. Does it help you get towards your top priority? How will you feel about that? Yes, 10 minutes, 10 months, 10 years. And do you actually want to do this or are you just worried about letting someone down? And then the biggest one of all, guys, is are you the right person for that project? Are you the right person for it? Not do you want to do it? Not does it make you think you could do it? Can you actually say confidently you are the perfect person for that job? So we hope this was a little bit helpful for anyone out there struggling with that people-pleasing because trust us, we've been there. And you can confidently walk away from this episode ready to begin to implement the word no in your businesses. If this blew your mind, we would love you guys to screenshot your listening and share it on your Instagram story. Please tag us at Rupp at Mrs. Lindsay Roman, and at The Heart University. We love seeing you guys tune Mm -hmm. in. We love hearing your feedback and your thoughts on each episode. If you haven't taken two minutes yet, please leave us a review and subscribe to the show. It helps us so much, and it just helps us continue to put out this free knowledge for you guys. Just we love communicating with you and just so stoked that you are listening. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Go kill it, guys.